What is up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Tuesday. So we are just in the beginning of another week. Really, nothing, nothing really going on this week. I mean, we really haven't had any really, really good releases this week yet, and we don't really have any scheduled for the week at all. I think yesterday I saw some Air Max 90s came out. They weren't even that good of a colorway, and Air Max 90s really aren't that good of a reselling shoe, unless it's like the duck camos or something, which typically has like a small bit of a following, but really the, the only reason there was reselling those was because those were kind of a throwback to an iconic Nike shoe that released way, way back. So if you kind of think about it, if you don't know what the duck camos are, you can go look them up on StockX. They were like a red and then an orange. Uh, they were two different shoes, a red colorway with duck with like camo and then a, an orange colorway with camo. And they were all right, but they were just, those were really the only ones I've ever sold for resale. There really haven't been too many other ones. Occasionally you'll get some weird collab, um, like Off-White, I think has done collabs with the 90s. Um, those are obviously very resellable. And then you have things like Denim, D-E-N-H-A-M. They did a collab with Nike on the Air Max 90s. Those did pretty well. You could resell those and make really, really good money on those. So there have been some before, but those, just a generic 90, not really too much value in that. So what I ended up doing, what I've been doing, is just trying to find other ways to source and other ways to make money and, and other ways that I can capitalize on some of the opportunities that just present themselves throughout a day. And so for me, I've been trying to pay attention to new markets that are popping up and stuff. Yesterday I went to Ross and actually hit a very, very big clearance sale. So that was nice. Um, it was cool to get out and go to some different, kind of some different discount stores and stuff. And then today I'm probably going to get some of that stuff marked down, marked down some of the stuff that I bought, marked down a lot of the stuff that I bought today. I actually bought a fair amount today of things that really, really new market stuff that I really haven't, I really am not sure is going to sell well or, or what it's going to do. I'm not entirely certain as to how the market's going to play with it, but it should be something interesting that I can at least say that I tried and, and kind of see where things go with it. So that's what I've been working on recently. And it's really just been kind of trying to try new things this year because last year I kind of got into my rhythm and then I started getting involved in a whole lot of new things, trying retail arbitrage a lot more heavily than I had before and trying things like sneakers a lot more heavily than I had ever before as well. And there's just so many opportunities with this where you kind of you can stand to make a lot of money by trying new things. You can stand to lose a lot of money as well, but you'll never make more money by not losing money. And it sounds counterintuitive because obviously if you don't have a lot of money to start throwing into reselling, you're going to go, well, what is that? Why would I do that? Why would I want to lose money? And it's not necessarily that you want to lose it, but when you start learning and and playing with some of the, the funds that you get and the capital that you get, you can oftentimes learn a lot more about what you like to resell, what you're good at reselling, what sorts of things have value, what sorts of things don't have value, or maybe you just can't sell because you're not really geared with that sort of a mindset. There are different things that sell for different reasons and different people can source different things and make them work for them. You go look at Renzi now, they're taking used shoes, cleaning them up, like going through a whole process where they're taking these things, really washing them down, doing a whole drying process and making them look basically brand new. I'm really not somebody who wants to to waste the time with with cleaning shoes and it's not a waste for them they make a lot of money on it and it's not that I couldn't it's just I just don't want to do that it's not really what I want to do with reselling and so 
you take somebody like them and you can go look at somebody else that maybe does a lot of clothing or somebody that does only Ross and Marshall's finds and stuff and maybe they just do look at like Hustler Hacks or the Hustle Bee and, and they do a lot of good stuff with doing kind of things like Ross and Marshall's and doing foot stores and stuff like that. They, they really hit those up in store and do really well making money that way. And so there's different ways to make money. You just kind of got to find what works for you. And that's really what I'm trying to do is kind of taste a whole lot of different avenues with reselling and find something that I'm actually really, really good at and, and want to continue with. So that's what I've been doing. It's been fun. I've obviously been selling my bread and butter stuff. A lot of things that have been restocking, a lot of things that I've been trying to look into. I'm going to be doing a lot of, of prep this week, hopefully to be able to get some of the uh, get some more items that are coming out and stuff hopefully get those and um be able to go after those so we will we'll see what what becomes of that but for now it's just been kind of focusing on the little things and i guess one of the one of the things that kind of popped up today was on ebay i got a an item case filed against me probably about i don't know 10 days ago which was I shipped an item, I uh, and it was a pretty expensive item. It was like six hundred bucks. I think I talked about it a little bit. But the buyer got it. They signed for it because I required a signature, and then they said that they never got the item. They said that it wasn't in the box. And then I shipped them an empty box. So I kind of was not happy about that because one, if you're signing for a, an item, definitely pick up the the box and make sure that everything's in there. I mean, you. you may not be able to open it but at least you can like shake it around a little bit and see if everything's in there and stuff and see if there's actually something in there or if it's empty like you know you can you can feel the weight in it and this person obviously would have had to do that and they said that somebody else had signed for their package and they didn't sign for it and it was just empty with the two foam inserts that the the item was originally in the package with those were the only things that were left in there which was weird because who steals the item out of a package but then puts the foam inserts back but that's kind of weird so or and then and then they said that they got it sealed so somebody took it out resealed it up and then sent it through FedEx that's just weird so I'm not really buying that I think that's kind of a load of BS and so I've been trying to go back and forth with eBay about this and one of the biggest issues with that is that for me eBay's kind of been siding with the buyer where they're somewhat they're somewhat kind of lenient with with how they're going about this and so they uh, the buyer filed like a case against me and, and that all went down and ebay said don't worry about it we'll cover you um make sure that the you don't do anything and, and we'll make sure that the buyer can't just automatically close it out and get a refund well saturday came they automatically closed it out and got a refund so i called ebay they're like well we weren't supposed to do that we'll make sure and take care of it and if by some chance that the guy sends in his paperwork saying that he has filed a case with the police department and all this kind of stuff then we'll take it more seriously, but you probably won't have to pay anything. We're probably going to cover it just because it's such a weird case where they actually signed for it. They're saying they didn't get it, so we'll just cover it for you. And I was like, okay, cool. So they'll cover it for me. I don't have to worry about anything. Well, today, I just got a notification that my case was lost and that they were going to take the refund amount, the $600 refund, out of my bank account and put it in this guy's. And I was like mad. I was like not happy about it. So I called eBay, and it was basically waiting there for about an hour maybe not that long maybe like 30 40 minutes just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting until the person said we'll transfer you to our uh our department that handles this kind of stuff you'll get a call back in two to three days and then that was basically it they, they i told them my story and and that was it they didn't even transfer me to the department so i don't it was the uh like the resolution center uh, appeals department and that was basically it they didn't do anything and so I kind of left it at that. I had to get going anyways and do some more stuff at work because it was after my lunch. Like I was ending my lunch break at that time. 
But I'm just thinking about it. I'm wondering if they're ever actually going to call me back. If I'm going to have to call them back on Friday again for the fourth time and explain this entire thing and kind of go back through it. But the important thing is, I think it's important to kind of keep in mind that there's a lot of processes that go down in a lot of these bigger companies, eBay and then especially Amazon, that are just super automated. You'll get one story from a person that you call into, but if, if the next guy in the chain doesn't doesn't pay attention or maybe doesn't follow suit with what they were supposed to do, it could end up that you think that you're getting yourself in a bad situation. Like on Saturday when I was supposed to have the item uh, they were supposed to file a police report and all this kind of stuff and then and then they could close it out well they didn't do any of that and they just closed out the case and that wasn't supposed to happen and so it's a good idea to be able to call ebay and and just you know call in and talk to them and see what's going on i love to go on the ebay like a little tip if you can't find how to call ebay go on the ebay app and hit the help button it's under like the my ebay little tab at the bottom hit the help button and then scroll on any one of the articles that are up here and just click on that article and hit uh call like call ebay or have us call you i think it's called and then you just put your phone number in and they will actually call you and talk to you about whatever's going wrong and so that's one of the things that i do a lot i, I do have them call me a considerable amount when things go wrong because it's me trying to figure out one what did i do wrong and two how can i get this thing solved because a lot of the times like most of the time things don't go wrong most of the time things go smooth i either get a return or i get the sale and it goes through and they don't have any issues with it but rarely do i get somebody that just seems a little bit sketchy and i've had that happen a couple times and each time i've called ebay they've been pretty responsive and pretty good at getting back to me and stuff so i am interested to see how this plays out i, I would encourage you though if you do have issues definitely call them and and don't kind of take no for an answer unless you're clearly in the wrong i mean they'll they'll kind of push you and prod you towards just trying to get off the phone sometimes depending on who you talk to but at the end of the day i mean they're there to serve you and they're there to kind of help you out and so it just may depend on you calling back real quick and trying to get a different person from the the service department in case you don't get the answer that you want because that's that's kind of what was happening that's happened to me before where i've called they've said oh there's nothing we can do i waited i called back in a day or so or i may even call back that day and the next guy said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll take care of you. So it really does depend on what kind of person or, or what person you do get whenever they answer the phone. And it just it could be for a variety of reasons, but don't just take no for your answer. There's no harm in calling back again, explaining your case to a new person, and then they'll say, hey, we saw that you called about this. This is obviously something that's important to you. Maybe we can pass you along to a different department that can help. And then at that point, you usually get connected with somebody in America that, that has more power than just some of these call centers that they have set up. So that's usually what I've seen happen. It does work out really well. I, I do that's like a tip for me if you are having issues and you're not able to get them resolved just try calling them a couple times tell them that you want to speak to uh, whatever whatever kind of department that you're looking for so if you're trying to appeal a case talk to them about their resolution case appeals department and that kind of a thing like my case the case resolution appeals department that would be a great way to say that and then if you're looking for maybe just some help with a case in general you can say the res the case resolution department or you can say that you're looking for help with whatever i mean like shipping that, that kind of stuff like there's a whole lot of different departments that they have set up for this kind of stuff i've i've called them about different i think they were like they have like a buyer seller relations department or something and each one of them are usually people that really understand what's going on they're 
either eBay sellers or they have been. So they understand how things work or they just get a lot of these calls and it'd be hard not to understand how things work after that being your constant job dealing with problems that people have on eBay. So they, they really do get it and I think that it's important to just kind of remember that because sometimes it's easy to get yourself down when you call in and the person from the call center is just like, hey, you know, like, uh, I don't think we can help you and uh, is there anything else you need? And you're like, well, that's not at all what I was hoping for. But for now, I think that I think that the best way to go about it is if they say that, you can either try and plead your case again or if they just aren't having any of it, hang up, request another call. Hang up, request another call, and you should be good to go. So that being said, I think I'm going to wrap this thing up. But you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.